0: If you do live in the North York area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to visit us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings to discern if this is the church God is leading you to. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this time of worship this morning. Uh, We just want to Give you all the praise and give you all the glory for who you are you are great you are merciful you are the beginning and the end father god and you deserve every praise that we can give you and even more than that father god we just pray committing at uh, the time in the word into your care father god i pray for marvis and as he, even as he comes to deliver uh the word to your people i pray lord that as he speaks he will decrease he will increase in him father god and You will just give us hearts and ears to to hear you. Let your Holy Spirit just um, speak to us in a new way today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you can turn to Esther chapter 1. Today we're going from verses 13 uh, to 22. Uh, Last week, um, was it last week? Not too long ago, either way, Eddie and Merlin were over at our house, and uh, it was kind of cold, so Eddie's sitting in the back, and he's, kinda, he's wrapped in a blanket, literally wrapped from his head all the way down, just sort of sitting there. But he said something that we've all heard before and we all know. He said, actions speak louder than words. We know that, right? Yeah. Actions speak louder than words, right? Some people can sort of tell you who they are, but their actions show you who they are. And the man, the king in this text, if you talked to him, he would have told you, I'm wise. But his actions actually show that he is a king who lacks wisdom. And we know that because he follows really bad advice. And so what God is about to do in this text is he's going to expose a bad king because he wants to help us be wise in our living today. Let me say it again. He's going to expose, continue to expose. We saw that last week. A bad king because he wants us to be wise today. Look at verse 13. It says, the king consulted the wise men who understood the times. For it was his normal procedure to confer with experts in the law and justice. The most trusted ones were Karshena. I'm just going to say these names. I don't know how to say them really. Neither do you, but we're just... Shitar... Admatha, Tarshish, Merez, Marcena, and Mechumen. Pay attention to that guy. They were the seven officials of Persia and Medea who had personal access to the king and occupied the highest position in the kingdom. The king asked, according to the law, what should be done with Queen Vashti since she refused to obey King Aesaurus's command that was delivered by the eunuchs? Mekumen said in the presence of the king and his officials, Queen Vashti is wrong. Not only the king, but all the officials and the people who are in every one of King Aesaurus's provinces. For the queen's actions will become public knowledge to all the women and cause them to despise their husbands and say, King Aesaurus ordered Queen Vashti brought before him, but she did not come. And she was right not to do that. Before this day is over, the noble women of Persia and Medea who who hear about the queen's act will say, the same thing to all the king's officials, resulting in more contempt and fury. If it meets the king's approval, he should personally issue a royal decree, let it be recorded in the laws of uh, the Persians and the uh, Medes, so that it cannot be revoked. Vashti is not to be in, enter King Ahasuerus' presence, and a royal position is to be given to another woman who is more worthy than she. The decree the king, the decree the king issues will be heard throughout his vast kingdom, so all women will honor their husbands from the greatest to the least. The king and his counselors approved the proposal and followed Mekuman's advice. He sent letters to the royal provinces, to each province in its own script, and its, uh, to his, each ethnic group in its own language, so that every man should be master of his own house and speak in the language of his own people. I just want to say this off the top. There is absolutely nothing wrong with a husband trying to lead but there is only one master of every household. Come on. Don't leave me up here, right? There is only one master, and that is God of every household. You get it? You with me? I know it's rainy. I know we're a little bit sleepy, but we're going to talk today, right? Let's pray. God, we thank you for the word. We pray that you would help us that you would help us to be wise as we look into it, that you would help us to see foolishness, foolish actions that we should avoid, wise ones that we should embrace. We pray that you would lead us, that you would anoint me, Lord God, to focus, Lord, and be able to deliver the word and serve your flock. This is your church, Lord God. I pray that you would help me just to be a good servant now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I want to give you four ways you can know that this is bad advice. Four ways you know that he follows bad advice. Say four ways. four ways. All right, here's the first one. It disregards his wife. Verse 13, it says, the king consulted the wise men. He never talks to his wife. It's a personal issue. You'd think he'd try the personal touch, right? He never speaks to his wife. Wife, See, a lot of relationships in this life break down because a lot of people move from the personal touch. They skip that and go right to the personal attack. Let me try it another way. Relationships break down because there's a lot of people who are talking about each other instead of talking to each other. Ooh, let me take another run at it. Relationships break down because there's a lot of people who are drawing conclusions without having any conversations. Now, if you're upset with somebody, one of the best things that you can do is seek them out and try to work it out. He never speaks to his wife. Now, it says that he consulted, you see it in the text, the wise men. Yeah, but they're not wise. They go right. Notice, I want to show you how they're not wise. None of them ever say, have you talked to your wife? They never ask any questions. They never, they never sort of dig into the scenario and situations a little bit more. Nope, they just jump right into giving bad advice. Proverbs 13, 20 says, when you walk with fools, you will suffer harm. This text tells you that you should make sure that the voices in your life are actually wise ones. The podcast you listen to, the preacher you turn on, the writer, the news outlet. You know why you want to make sure they're wise? Because they're influencing you. Yep. And what you need to look at is say, you ask yourself, the people that I'm listening to, the things that I'm turning on, are they helping me to be a person who someone looks and says, that person is wise? Or do they look at you and say, the things you're doing, that person is foolish. Because God wants us to be wise, here comes the second one. It's driven by selfishness and fear. He follows bad advice. We know it's bad advice because it's driven by selfishness and fear. Look at verse 16. It says Vashti has wronged the king and his officials. Verse 17 says the queen's actions will become public to the women. Then he says the women who hear will act, in verse 18, the same way to the king's officials. He thinks, this is going to become the norm. And he's like, we don't want this to... It's, he, doesn't, he, doesn't want to get it, he doesn't want the info to get out. Macumens like, guys, we got to control this. One of the main tactics of people who are obsessed with power is information control. If I can control the information then I won't lose my influence and my power, my image won't be tarnished. And I want you to notice also, the word officials keeps coming up. Right? When you're reading your Bible, we talk about this. Look for things that just keep being, keeps getting repeated. The word official keeps coming up. Now, who's an official? Who's one of his officials? Say his name. Macumen. Say it. Say it, like you're, say it like you actually know that's how it sounds. Because I don't know how it sounds. (laughs) Mechumen. What's he doing? He's talking about himself. What he's really saying when you get under his words is, if we let this get out, if we don't control this, it is going to go bad for me. See, we learned last week that this king is a manipulator. Now, he's being manipulated. Mechumen what is it, Eddie? Sure. <laughs> I'm up here. I'll just say it however I want to say it. What is it, Eddie? can. I'll try to remember that, but I'm probably just going to say Mechuman the rest of the way, so just be okay with it. All right? He's just, he just thinking about himself. He's, he's, playing on the, he's playing on all their fears. See, when you play people, Sometimes you're the one who ends up getting played. You you always reap what you sow. What he did is now starting to happen to him. And here's the thing. Sometimes the people advising you are not really for you. That recruiter, that friend, the lawyer is like, don't do that, do this. The financial advisor is saying, you should take this risk. You You should try this. That realtor, you should buy that. You shouldn't buy this. Sometimes they're not really for you. And so you know what you do when you're getting advice? You slow down. You want to be wise? Examine. What am I being told? Process it. What's actually, what's being said? Is what's being said really going to benefit and bless me? Or is it going to benefit and bless the other person? Examine it. Take your time. Because here's the thing. Sometimes the people who are smiling at you are, are scheming. They're smiling while scheming, and they're not really for you. God wants us to be wise. Here's this next one. Third reason, it comes from men who overreact and misuse power. It's bad advice. He follows bad advice because it comes from men who overreact and misuse power. Notice in the text that Vashti is not found guilty... By any specific law. Verse 15. It says, The king asked, According to the law, what should be done with Queen Vashti since she refused to obey King Ahasuerus's command that was delivered by the eunuchs? I want you to notice, no one answers the question. You know why? There's no law. No one answers the question because there's no she's just declared wrong. And she's never given a chance to speak. And then, what does it Eddie say his name, Eddie? There it is. Turns a domestic dispute into an international offense. Here's the, look, at, look at verse 16. <laughs> what is it, Eddie? Memucan Mem- 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 Ken- said, In the presence of the king and his officials... Queen Vashti has wronged not only the king, but all the officials and the people who are in every one of the king's provinces. He's like, she's wronged everybody. This is, he's like, it's not just an offense against you. It's, it's an offense against... It's a national offense. And then they just make up a decree on the spot. Look at verse 19. If it meets the king's approval... He should personally issue a royal decree. Let it be recorded in the laws of the Persians and the Medes so that it cannot be revoked. Vashti is not to enter King Heasura's presence and her royal position is to be given to another woman who is more worthy than she. Here's the thing with this more worthy. All he means when he says more worthy is someone who's more obedient. Who is more worthy than This whole scene reveals a lot about leaders who lack wisdom. Let me tell you. Let me show you. Habits of ungodly leaders. They believe people should do what they're told, no questions asked. You should just do what you're told. Don't, Don't investigate. Don't ask a couple questions. Just sit down and be quiet. They fear being challenged and look to give positions to people they think they can control. Notice, he's like, I, let's find somebody else more worthy. Somebody else who will just we can control. They try to intimidate people into respect and compliance. They use brute force and their positions to get the things that they want. Here's this last one. They end up producing other abusive and ungodly leaders. is always happening. Always happening. Now, I, sh- I show you this list because I actually I'm not just showing it to you just to show it to you. I want to actually give you some ways to respond because we want to be wise. I want to give you some ways to respond. God wants us to be wise when we see and experience ungodly leadership. Here's the first one. Use Ethical and just means to secure their removal. Don't just sit back. Part of being wise sometimes is we are looking. we say, that person is a danger to other people. And we need, me- me- don't miss the terms, ethical and just to secure their removal. Here's this next one. Pray and try to help. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict that person of sin and move them to a place where they repent. Provide support and counsel to the people who have been hurt. Remember, again, don't sit back. Be helpful. And if you know someone or an organization that can help that leader, help those people, then you you humbly offer it. This last one, resist the temptation to respond pridefully. This is what the culture does. They see something, and they, and they just get to the place where they don't realize they're being prideful. They start to act like they could never do what they see happening, right? All of us could fall into these bad sort of habits, and so we want to pl- stay in this place of a humility where we look and we say, God, that, I, that thing that's happening is terrible, but I'm asking you to help me to be a person who never behaves like that, who never drifts into that kind of living. And the last one is, one of the ways you can, you can be uh, uh, humble, resist self-righteousness, is by not gossiping. Right? Some people, they talk too much. And they think they're being helpful, but they're actually just making things worse. Don't gossip. The king and his officials, you know why they're behaving this way? Do You know why? Anybody know why? I'll tell you. Don't worry. Because they have absolute power. They can do what they're doing because there's nobody to check them. There's nobody to stop them from doing this. And this reminds us, this is an important reminder, that leaders in churches and governments and charities and companies have to have accountability. Absolute power in the hands of flawed human beings, one commentator said it like this, is a terrifying scenario. Right? We've heard it. Absolute power corrupts what? Absolutely. There has to be... The only person who is worthy of having absolute power, you know who I'm about to say, is Jesus Christ because of his perfect character. Right? Jesus has all power. He never abuses his power. He uses it to love, to serve, and to give, and to help the people who are under his care. That's why he is worthy. Verse 20 says, The decree the king issues will be heard throughout his vast kingdom, so all women will honor their husbands from the greatest to." the least. If you have the NIV, it says that the women will respect their husbands. What you have here is brothers who are legislating and demanding respect. Wise, healthy, good husbands never do that. Come on, turn to somebody and say never. Never. See, husbands gain the respect of their wives by loving their wives the way Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Brothers, a woman will love you and respect you when they see the strength of your character, when they see your willingness to love and sacrifice, when they see you being willing to behave and live. I know a couple of you about to get married soon, so listen to me on this. When they see your willingness to be like Jesus. All right, I said four ways. Here's the fourth one. Say fourth one. All right. It's not just Eddie talking. It's implemented without deep thought. He follows bad advice because it's implemented without deep thought. Now, a couple years ago, this is a long time ago, I was driving my sister's Honda Civic. It was somewhere in Mississauga, I was going to play basketball, and all of a sudden, the the car, you know, where you're driving, and you're like, smoke just starts coming up, right? You're like, that's not good. So I did the wise thing, rolled that thing off to the side of the road, and called my friend Ray. I was like, yo, Ray, I'm on the side of the road. He's like, what happened? I'm like, the car is just smoking. So can you come help me? So Ray shows up with his dad's truck, and I'm like what are we going to do? I'm like, we should probably call a tow truck. He's like, Marv, we ain't got no money. I'm like, that's true. <laughs> what? <laughs> like y'all got money. anyways. <laughs> so Ray goes to the, his dad's truck and comes back with a rope. Oh yeah. So I'm like, bro, what are we going to do with the rope? He's like, we're going to get the car home like, all right. So he tied the rope. This is not, a, I'm not lying. He tied the rope to the back of his dad's car. We opened the hood of my sister's Honda Civic, threw the rope through it, tied the rope. <laughs> I put the, the, the Civic in neutral. I get in the Civic. Ray begins to pull, and I pretend like I'm driving. And so we pulled the car home. Now, we, now looking at him, I'm like, man, at the moment, I'm like, we're so wise. We're saving money. But it was so dangerous. He had to, I'm like, he's like, I was like, how, we, how am I going to know you're stopping? He's like, I'll double tap it. And then you can kind of like squeeze the brake. There are people like, there was a lady that was just like. Now we're convinced we were being so wise. I was, I was laying in bed the other, when this story came to me. I'm like, that was so foolish. There was no thought. We like I was a danger to other people. I was a danger to myself. No thought. And that what that scene that was happening with me and Ray is exactly what is going on in this scene. They're they're not. They're like we're wise, but they have not given any thought to what they're doing. Think about this. At the beginning, they're like, we need to control this story. We can't let all of this information out. Because if we let this information out, the women are going to behave in a way that we don't want. So what do they do? They let the information out. They make a decree that guarantees that the king is going to be in Paris. They're like, we don't want anyone to know. So we'll make a decree that tells everybody exactly what Vashti did. Yeah. So here's the thing you need to know about Esther. Part of this story is like, it's written as like, I think the word is satire. The author actually at points wants you to laugh, right? Sometimes we don't laugh enough in church. The Holy Spirit is good with laughter. This should make you laugh. They guarantee that the king is going to get embarrassed. And let me tell you, look at verse 21. It says, the king and his counselors approved the proposal. And he, here it is, followed Memucan, I got it right there, his, his advice. And sent letters to all the royal provinces, to each province in its own script, and to each ethnic group in its own language. Everyone's going to know. That every man should be master of his own house and speak the language of his people. They're like, every man should be master of his own house because the king can't be. They put something in the law that the king can't even do. Foolish. They think they're what And this thing is going to get out faster than a squirrel climbing a tree. Faster than Michael Phelps swimming a freestyle. You know how, you're like, how do you know? Say, how do you know? The context, the historical context, it's going to get out Fast. Listen to this. This is from the Teach the Text commentary. The Persian communication system was famous for distributing important messages. One of the enviable resources of the Persian kingdom was its empire-wide communication system. A fresh horse was used for each leg of the day's journey. Each day, a letter could cover around 250 miles. A letter would travel from Susa, which is modern-day Iran, to Sardis on the western coast of what is now Turkey in a week via 111 relay posts. Information could, could be quickly and officially distributed to all the province, provinces using a special fleet of horses and riders. It's going to get out fast. We want to control this. Let's just let it out. And you're like, how does, this, how does this touch down like a plane in our lives? Here's how it does. Think before you act. Think before you act. Some of us, we are doing and not thinking. That's exactly what Satan wants. He wants you acting, then thinking. God wants you thinking, then acting. You got to get the order right. And so you think before you invest that money. You think before just speaking your mind. Because words, you know, you know that statement, oh, I take that back? You can't. You think before hiring that person for your business. You think before dating someone. You think before buying that home. You think before just picking up and leaving your job. You think before taking that loan. Think. Think, think, think. Think before moving out the city. Think before sharing your personal information. You don't know what people are going to do with it. Think. Think before getting married. I told you some of you are getting married soon. Think about it. Make sure you actually know. Think before taking what is not yours. Think before signing that contract. Again, there's so many people in our culture and in our world that they're sitting there with all kinds of regret. And you know what it comes down to? They did not think before they did what they did. God wants us thinking, then acting. Don't mess up the order. I started by telling you that Eddie said, Actions speak louder than words. Now, when he was in the back huddled in that blanket, I will never lose that image, he also said something that stayed with me. And he said, I watch people's actions. Actions speak louder than words. And I watch people's... People watch you like television. And God knows that. And so he gives you this text, and he says, be wise. God wants people to look at you, his child, children of the king. He wants them to look at you, and he wants them to say, there goes some brothers and sisters who are being wise like God their king. He wants us to be wise. So let's go do it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the word. Words that sometimes make us, are meant to make us laugh because of the foolishness that we see. But as we laugh, it's meant to help us realize how unwise, Lord God, people can be and how unwise we can be. And you don't want that for us. You want us to be wise. And God, part of being wise is not being impulsive. Part of being wise is being patient and slowing down and thinking. Part of being wise, Lord God, is taking actions that people around us never take, going and speaking to someone if we're upset with them. Being wise about the positions that you've entrusted to us and the way we use power, the way we use the roles you have Uh, given, Lord. God, I pray you would help us as a, a church that we would be known for wisdom, knowledge applied. Help us, God. Help us as we go through life this week, as we live under your sovereignty, under your providence. Help us to pray to you, ask you for help, ask you for guidance, to not overreact, And not underreact at times, but just to react wisely, God. We give you praise because you are a God of wisdom. And God, you have given us your word to help us be wise. It's full of wisdom. The the scriptures say that your word makes wise the simple. That's the kind of people we want to be. Please help us. As we go through life this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit HopeTorontoNorth.com.